0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Good morning. Um, I am, uh, just gotta tell you, one of my favorite people in the world as a kid was my grandfather. My grandfather was just a unique person, incredibly bright, really funny, but one of the things that he did every year is he took inventory of all of his tools, everything he had in his garage. And as a kid, I would go sit with my grandfather while he did it. Everything he did was this way. And he would mark everything. He'd have his list it just pre-excel. Everything was written out. And you knew exactly what he had and never lost anything. But I asked him one time as a kid, why do you do this? I said, well, I just need to make sure I know what I have and that I don't lose anything along the way. And a little bit of what we're doing today really is an inventory. It's an inventory, as Henry and I have spoken over the last few weeks of what do we have our, our fingerprints on? What do we have our, our footprint in? Like, what are we doing around the world? or missions and ministries and things that happen at the church. And so this is our inventory. Now, I'm not nearly as organized as my grandfather. I don't know if it wasn't. But hopefully this helps. And as I do this, and as I talk about some of the ministries, if there's anything that gets left off, I apologize. It's a pretty exhaustive list. There's tons of things. And I hope, I hope as we take inventory that you're encouraged. It's going to be a little different. Um, my hope is to let you know that you're pretty incredible in the way God's using you in, the, in missions and in ministries around. Even if you don't know it, a portion of what you give to this church goes towards missions and ministries that are we're engaged in around the world with CCA. So not just what happens within the four walls of our church, that sometimes we can think that way, but locally here in Midland and domestically, around the country and then finally globally. The things that are happening because of the support that you provide. So I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm not actually using the lectionary this week. I'm using another passage of scripture um, and got that cleared. I'm not trying to go off course or be rogue. I just, l- just let you know. Um, so this is from Luke chapter seven, verses 11 through 17. And I'm using the NLT, I'm gonna read it to you so you get a taste of what it is. Um, But I love this passage. I hope to paint a picture for you of where you who you are and the way God's using you, and I hope that this this does that. It says Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. A large crowd followed him, a funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. He said, don't cry. Then he walked over to the coffin and he touched it. And the bear stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you to get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. And great fear swept over the crowd. And they praised God saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us. And God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. So just to paint a picture of the scene, he's just come from he's he's been teaching a teaching that was revolutionary, changed the way people thought. It was full of grace and life. It wasn't condemning, and so people have started to follow him. He's healed people who are broken and infirmed. In fact, he's just he has just healed a a a slave of a Roman official um, just with a word. And so people have gotten into this crowd, and it's moving forward. It's a procession of life. And you can imagine, I hope, that as this crowd moves on, it keeps growing and growing and growing. Where he is, where Jesus goes, there is just this life that follows. There's celebration, and there's hope. It's this incredible scene. And I want you to hear this. In so many ways, as believers, you are a part of this procession of life. Jesus is leading this way, and it's got to be a party behind him. Conversations about what they've seen and what God's done and what he's doing. They want more of this, and as they're walking to this town called Nain, um, they face something that's very different. They converge on a crowd that is a funeral procession. So in one direction, we have this funeral or this procession of life moving in. The other direction, a funeral of despair, of pain, of heartache. And they're converging together. And it's, it's one of the, probably in some ways, one of the most awkward, uncomfortable places to, to be. So in our country, if you see a funeral procession, what do we do? We pull over. We show respect. In the Jewish culture, at that time, you were obligated to join this procession. You would become a mourner along with this crowd. Another thing that I want you to hear in this is this procession of despair and this procession of life coming together. As it happens, it's a mother, a mother who is a widow. She has lost her husband and her only son, her only child. She is broken. All that would take care of her is now gone. Some of the conversations that will begin to happen are, who takes care of her now? Not only that, there were probably professional mourners that were a part of this crowd. I mean, it is, a, it is a scene of heartache and this procession of life comes. And my guess is, is that as they started to realize what it was, it trickled back in the crowd as people started saying, it's a funeral, it's a funeral. But I want you to see what Jesus does. And this is really remarkable. He walks over. It says that he's filled. First, it says he's filled with compassion. This is filled with compassion as a compassion that is deep from within. It's not just saying, gosh, I feel so sorry. This is a compassion that causes action. And I want you to know, as I look across this church, I see compassion in the way that you care for the world around you. The way that you, as you enter and become this procession of life, that's walking into a dead and dying world. That you offer that same kind of compassion. Because it's not just saying, I'm sorry. It is action that moves you. It moves you in the way that you give and the way you support. You may be at the back of the crowd saying, I have nothing to do with. It. You do have something to do with it. And God is using you right where you are. But Jesus has compassion. Compassion and he's moved to action. And this action that he says first is, he looks at this mother who's broken and says, don't cry. How do you not cry? How do you not cry when you've lost it all? When Jesus knows what's happening, because as we see a hurting world around us, it's pretty easy to say, it doesn't have to stay broken like this. So Jesus does something that says that he walks over the coffin. It says he touched it. In the actual Greek, it says that he grabs a hold of it. He stops it. And I'm sure everyone around is, is kind of frozen as he does this. Because it defiles him. It makes him unclean. It makes him ceremonially unclean. And, and ultimately, it's not a great thing. It's not a great look. But Jesus does something remarkable. He says come to life again with a word he raises the boy from his dead he restores all that's been broken and lost for her he's restored life he's given life back to this mother who is broken and hurting and full of despair and I wonder what it was like for both crowds at that moment because I'm sure that the morning had stopped as he approaches the coffin and he tells her not to cry, and I'm sure the other direction, the crowd is quiet in anticipation, waiting to see what happens. These two processions, completely opposite, have come together, but they won't stay that way. The question is, is if the Jewish custom was that you would join the, the procession, the funeral procession, and this other procession of life comes together, which, which crowd wins out? Who follows who? Well, we know what happens because Jesus raises this boy, he sits up, begins to talk, he's back with his mother, and suddenly this procession that had been despair turns as Jesus walks with him. Can you imagine the scene, the the party that begins to erupt, the singing, the praises, it says they all glorified God. I want to be a part of that crowd. And I want you to know that you are a part of that crowd because of the way you give and you support. You are a part of the procession of life that moves into a dark world, into a world that needs hope and life, that no longer holds on to despair and brokenness that we sometimes see so easily. When I worked with high school students, sometimes when you'd walk through the halls of a big high school, sometimes it felt like this procession of... Of death because there was no hope kids reaching out for anything just to make things work that's not every kid but it can be it can be a hard place to go but we go in with the message of Jesus Christ with a hope of Jesus and there is life there's something to cling to that procession turns I'm so struck by the miracle of Jesus he raised someone from the dead but he also the care and compassion that he shows I'm also so captured by this setting that all that's taken place, these two processions facing each other, one is of life, one is of death, in any other other time, this would not be the outcome or the result. I asked the question earlier, which parade follows whom? We know that now. When we look at the world around us, again, it's not hard to see broken places, lives and relationships, maybe even our own lives up close and personal we feel these things but we also know that in the grace and mercy and providence that god of god that he did not send his son to condemn but to save the world and redeem all those who believe to restore order to restore life just as he did for this mother i want you to know that that's who we are and what we're about at our church we are about taking a message of hope and of life to a world that needs this message and it doesn't just happen here. We are called something larger than ourselves and the work that is done here and the generosity of people like you is having a deep impact in our church, in our community and around the world. And it goes far beyond us. It's like a ripple when you throw a rock into a lake and it begins to just ripple out and that's what we're seeing. I want you to get an idea of the ministries and missions that Christ Church and you are a part of. Whether you know it or not, please know you are a part of this procession. As you join along, as you support and give in our church, some of the things that we have going on. We, discipleship groups, DBS, Monday, Wednesdays, men's studies, women's studies, youth DBS. As we focus on biblical literacy for our young people. Sunday schools for all ages. Daughters of the Holy Cross Fellowship like yaya's altar guild Stephen ministry pastor, pastoral care ministry these are just things that happen within the walls of our church as we care for each other as a spiritual formation as things become a part of who we become in our community people that serve or would like to serve more people teen challenge reunion dinners healing prayer Beginning work with Thriving United, Breaking Bread, The Attic, Christmas in Action, Springboard and High Sky are things we'd love to be even more involved. Outreach to the community that happens, going out and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Gun shows, Pray and Go, just hold on to that, we'll tell you more about it soon. But it's a way for all of us to be involved in praying for our community. Popsicles in the park, Mother's Day's out, often provide care for people outside of our church. Festival of St. Francis, the 5K run, things that are in our community, benevolence for those in our community with financial needs, hunt and fish weekends, reaching out to kids all around our area who are outside of the church often. Church missions, individuals who go on their own to do mission work, youth are planning local for younger students, global missions depending on age. As the world opens back up, there will be more opportunities for you to serve and get engaged either locally or globally. There are people from our church family that are working with mission, ministries and missions around like Young Life, new Young Life staff person in Austin, Texas, working with high school students who need the hope of Jesus Christ. Campus Crusade, working with foreign students on a college campus that begin to take the gospel back to where they come from. Um, Denver Rescue mission, mission, working with the homeless. Missions and ministries that we support domestically and around the world. Love for the least. um, Work with marginalized people groups in the war-torn parts of the Middle East, where no one is taking the gospel except they are. And you're a part of that, a big part of it. Also, Samaritan Village Orphanages in Kenya and Tanzania, Walter Barrientos in Bolivia, Bridges International, Zuni Missions, East-West Ministries providing outreach and mission opportunities around the world, Bridges of Hope, China Aid, Ethnos 360, Elam Ministry, Lego Hospital in Tanzania. Think about all of these things just from this body. You're a part of this procession of life going out into the world. We're converging with these places that needs hope, this place, this procession of despair. I'm so grateful to the people in my life that had a direct impact on me coming to faith in Jesus. People like you. I can speak of the people at length that showed up face-to-face to games, to practices, to all that me and my friends did. They showed up in our high school because they wanted us to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We didn't really know what they were doing. These young volunteers brought something different into our world. They brought life into the hallways of my school. Wherever they went, we joined in because for many of us, who were lost, broken, and dead in our sins. They represented life and hope. We couldn't get enough. It was because of these young saints that me and so many of my closest friends and my brothers began a relationship with Jesus. And many of us have gone into some form of full-time ministry. It's easy to celebrate the folks on the ground. It's easy to look at all the work that they do. But much of who I can attribute my faith me coming to christ to are the people behind the scenes the people that are unseen the people at the back of the procession who may not have a direct hand on anything that i was doing that i knew of but i want you to think about this as they supported it it was a group of parents in my community that made my hometown at that time the smallest young life area in the entire country they worked tirelessly to fund a staff person who would help kids like me go to camps because I couldn't afford it. There's a group of moms that I later found out met daily, and they prayed for me, and they prayed for my friends, and they prayed for my school. There's this group that works selflessly giving the resources and time to impact the lives of countless kids in Navasota, Texas. I'm not sure that any of these folks have any idea of the impact that they have had on the kingdom not just in my hometown but quite literally around the world and you're doing the same thing you are a part of what God's doing around the world in this community you are a part of this you're in this procession of life that's moving into a broken world converging with them and being complete if that group was if if it was just a group of leaders that showed up at our school it wouldn't have been possible It's not for the people behind the scenes, the people in the back of this crowd. People became a part of a procession of life that so many of us became followers of Jesus. So look at all that's going on here at our church and all that we as a church family support. I am overwhelmed and so grateful for your faithfulness to go or send people to wherever there are lost people, people separated from their creator. You're a part of the work of the gospel going out to people, even to the ends of the earth. You, Christ Church, are very much a part of this procession of life that is converging on a dying world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.